Hello, and thank you for joining us for another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission. Today, you are getting to hear a uh, kind of an exit interview that we did with a resident named Donna, who um, left really well, had a great stay with us, and we were just excited to share um, her journey with everybody and also to celebrate her really great success. So um, as she's she's leaving and getting into her own place. So... um, Let's take a listen and see what she has to say. First of all, um, I don't know if we've done a video with you yet. So tell everybody your name and how long you've been here. My name is Donna Castor, and I have lived here, well, the 23rd of this month, it would have been 18 months. 18 months. Okay, so, so Donna, you... Uh, you're, I mean, we're doing this today because you're getting ready to leave. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes, it sounded a little exciting there. Yes. So, so um, before we tell the end of the story, kind of let us fill us in on the beginning of the story. I mean, what, what was it that, how was it that you found yourself in a spot where you needed a gospel rescue mission? I was taking care of a gentleman out in Merlin. He passed away. And his family told me I could stay in the house forever. Okay. And they came up in June and gave me 24 hours to get out. Wow. And I had no place to go. So uh. um, I had to wait for the, the uh, intake process. And it was, I had to leave on, I left on Monday and Tuesday was my intake from here at the Gospel Mission. Wow. And so I spent the night in a motel. Goodness. And I was devastated. I had lost everything, everything I had. I, I couldn't take it with me because I didn't have any place to put it. I didn't have a storage unit. Oh. And it was during COVID. I mean, right in the middle right. of COVID. Right, And so I, a friend of mine told me, she said, I made an appointment for you to go to the gospel mission to talk to them. And I came here, and that's how I got here. Wow. So what we what we're not hearing, and this is the this is the fun side, you know, for me is because I get asked a lot about like, um, uh, well, aren't aren't the people that you deal with all mentally ill people and drug addicts and stuff? No. And I say, no, not by a long shot. No, you know? I'm not. I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I just was homeless. Yeah. And that does happen to ordinary people. <laughs> right, right. Well, in fact, you know, I mean, among the ordinary people, one of the one of the kinds of ordinary people that that we actually see it's it's not infrequent is to see people who were in the business of being a caregiver mm-hmm. who um well, then the person they're caring for passes away. Mm-hmm. And they had no further plan past that point. No, I did not. That I, that they had any real control over. You yeah. know, I mean, it wasn't that they didn't have good ideas and, and and everything, but they had nothing in writing, nothing to secure them, and and that's exactly where you're at. You yeah, know, in, was, in, in that that's situation. where I was. Yeah. So um, so tell me, you know, I mean, you, you're thinking about coming to the Gospel Rescue Mission. Somebody's telling you you should you should go there and check into the Gospel Rescue Mission. What was going through your mind at that point? I was scared. Yeah? Very scared. What did you think was going to happen? What was, well, was, what was frightening about coming into a mission? Like everybody else, like when you said, you know, drug addicts and whatnot, that's what I thought this place sure. was. I thought that it was a, a place where just drug addicts and alcoholics go. And we have a few of those. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, sure. you, have them in all, you have them in all walks of life. Yeah. yeah. 
And but it's I was terrified. Yeah. And uh, but I I didn't I didn't think I'd do well on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd do well on the street. And either. so I decided, well, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. So um, so what did you find when you came? I mean, it, tell me, did it surprise you when you checked in? Was there anything that surprised you about what it was like here? Did you, you know, what did you think about what you found when you checked in? Um, it was a, a, it's a working mission, and uh, I had never... Did that kind of work, you know? I, I do, you know, in your house, you do that all the time, and uh, but it was also scary. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I was going to get myself. I didn't know what I had gotten myself into. Sure, sure. So, um, well, what you got yourself into was a group of people that loved you and yes. care for you. Yes. And uh, you made a lot of good friends while you've been yes. here, right? Yeah, and my best friend is God. That's so cool. Was was your best friend God before you moved into this place? Sorta. Yeah. But not as strong as yeah. it is now. Okay. My walk with Christ has gotten really stronger since I've been here. That's good. I was baptized in January of this year at River Valley. I remember seeing the video for that. That is so cool. That was great. I love it. Oh man, and that that's is been so my good. church. Aren't they a great church family? Oh, they're wonderful. They're and I'm going to a life group right now in codependency. Is that right? Uh-huh. That's fantastic. That's so good. Well, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that we try and do with residents is get them really plugged into a church. Even if they don't become Christians, you know, at least at a church, you've got a circle of friends or a group of people that you're going to meet that typically aren't trying to do be worse than they were the day before. You know, they're, they're actually trying to do something better with their lives and be better people, and, and they're trying to be more honest and be more open about themselves and, and take on life in a more realistic way, even if you don't believe in Jesus and, and the Bible and all that stuff. You know, you'd probably want people in your circle of friends like that, right? Oh, now, yes. Yeah. I didn't before. I didn't. I wasn't plugged into my a church. Right. Um, how I got to River Valley was uh, I was a resident manager in a foster home mm-hmm. before I took care of the man in Merlin. And one of the gentlemen that I took care of was... Um, he was some kind of a director. He had a lot to do with the church. Uh-huh. And when he wanted me, he would whistle. Oh. And his wife got really upset. She said, no, you need to call them. You know? <laughs> and so the first day I stepped foot into the church, I heard somebody whistling, and I knew, I just knew it Flick. <laughs> I had, I just, I just, he's, because he was the one that helped me get back to Christ. We would, on Saturday nights, we would rush through dinner, and then we would go in and we'd watch TV in his room, and we'd watch all the Christian, we'd watch Huckabee and, and um, you know, all those good shows, you know? Sure, sure. And I, I really learned a lot of, from, from him about Christ and what Christ can do. Wow. I remember my dad was a minister, but that was when I was a kid, you know? You, you just don't think about things like that when you're a kid. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, uh, well, you know, but here's the thing that's interesting is how God draws even a child that was born into and raised in in, uh, a family of the covenant community, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
he reels you back in, you know, to the family. Yes, you know, he does. Wait, my road was kind of like a leaf on a tree. You know how they go this way and this way and this way and then, and the branch goes straight, but there's these little leaves that go off to the side. Sure. And the leaves are dead ends. Right. And you have to turn around and come back and get back on the main road, and then you go a little further, and you make another leaf. <laughs> turn around and come back. That was me. Oh, boy. Well, so you have um, recently, you've got your own apartment now? Yes. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's a pretty significant find, you know, in, in 18 months, how long did you say? 18 months, 18 yeah. months to be able to go from homeless to getting your own apartment. That's a fantastic thing. Um, I also have a job. And a job? Mm-hmm. Where are you working? I work for the Grants Pass School District. That is fantastic. Yes, it is. That's I a, love it. another good group of people. You oh, know, yeah, I love it. Oh, I love it. That's so good. <laughs> I'm a lunch lady. That's <laughs> And great. I love it. You know, it's funny because even thinking back in my childhood, some of the nicest people in school were the people that you didn't think that the kid the kids yeah. would remember. But I've had a couple of great bus drivers and a couple of great lunch ladies that were in a librarian that yeah. was, you know were all played big impacts in in my young. Well, when up. I first applied for the job, I said to myself, "I love kids." Yeah. And I love food. It's a job for me. It's there perfect. You there you go. It's great. <laughs> exactly. You know, well, then it was a match made in heaven. How fantastic is that? You <laughs> yeah. got your, you got a job. You got your own place. Um, w- w- any other plans after this? You plan on traveling the world? You no, plan on no, you plan no. on finding Mr. Right? No. You plan on? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be nice, but I'm not. There's nothing in the in the foreseeable future that this is for the mission dating service right yes, here. Right, so yeah, right, okay. right. Yeah. Um, I plan to. Uh, my grandsons live up in Shady Cove. Oh, right. They lost their home last year in the Alameda fire. Wow. Wow. And uh, so I'm going to be with them for Christmas. Wow. Which I'm looking forward to. That they wanted me to come up there for Thanksgiving, but it was too late in the day. So that you know, so I told them I'd be there. They could come and get me for Christmas. I grew up in Shady Cove. Well, yeah, I know that's yeah. where your mom lives. Yes, that's right. Do you know my mom? Yeah. You know my mom? Yep. That's she came fantastic. in the store. She came in the store. Oh, and I have cool. to give... Um, the credit work goes to it's the mission put me over there as a volunteer at Booth Street. Yeah, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Oh, good. I didn't know anything about retail. I did not know anything about nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, I was just medical, and to get into that, it was it was so, and it still is. I plan to volunteer there even after I leave. Oh, God bless you. And uh, I love Connie, and I love Mike. I love all the people I work with over there. They're really, really, you know, super to work with. Yeah. And um, so, but that's how I got my apartment. Yeah? Yeah, this man came in, and he was unloading some stuff, and he asked me if we took household goods. Huh? I said, sure, we do. And he said, well, we're getting... We had to move a lady out of one of our apartments, and about that time, my little antennas go up. Uh-huh. Apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and so we exchanged names and phone numbers. And his wife called me that night, and I went over on a Tuesday and looked at the appointment. And Wednesday, I went back and filled out the rental agreement. And Wednesday night, I had the apartment. 
Wow, that's fantastic. And they're Christian people, so I think it was. I know that I know that Christ. Yeah, he, he had a little, he had his little hand in there. Oh, I for sure. Oh, I think he's a big hand in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, in a world that constantly right now it seems like our culture is just constantly at least at least the the government sector of our culture it seems to really constantly want to harp on. Um, the, the housing market and the rental market and everything being the cause of the problem of homelessness. And I go, you know, you got to stop beating these people up. They're, it's, a, it's not just that. I mean, it's, granted, rent is high and, and things, are, mm-hmm. things are tough and everything. But really, you find people that really try real hard and, and to demonstrate that they want to try real hard and put out some effort. And, and you match those up with, with good landlords who just want good tenants. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you've got a match made in heaven. And, you know, we have had the pleasure of this week, you're going to be one of three ladies moving out into your own places, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. phenomenal. And, uh, and that's, that's the kind of stuff that happens here at the mission, you know, and, and uh, we just want to share the story with people and let them know, um, you know, that, hey, yeah, it's a little scary thinking about coming into the mission, but um, it's not as scary as living on the street. No, and I just, I, I knew I couldn't do that because I'm just, well, I'm, for one, I have to take a bath every day. I have to wash my hair. <laughs> they use the stuff. And I didn't think I could do that on the street very well. Yeah. I suppose I could use the river if I wanted to, but it's I mighty really cold. To, yeah, mighty yeah. cold. Yeah. And so I didn't want to do that. So yeah. and so I sucked it up and I came to the mission. Oh, that's so good. And I have not regretted a moment I've been here. Yes, there's been times that have been very difficult for me. Yeah. But uh, well, one of the times was I, I had a cat, and, and she died while I was here. Oh. And that was devastating. But I also got this cabbage patch, homemade cabbage patch doll over at Booth, and her name is Delilah, and she's helped me through a lot. But I know I'm an old lady, and, but I have a doll, and she's, I mean, I can talk to her, and, you know, and, sure. and it makes me feel a lot better. You know, the cat doesn't understand you much better no. than a than a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> Delilah, maybe she understands me better than I do. I don't right. know. But right. um, she's been she's been a very joy to me. Fun, fun. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and of course Christ has too. He's of he's settled me down. Now. He's centered me more. Yeah. And um, I really have to thank the mission for that. I, you know, I thought when I first came here. I have to go to chapel twice a day, and Sunday, and I have to go to church, church. <laughs> and but it's not—it's it's something I want to do. In fact, is when we were shut down for COVID, everything was shut down, even the church. And I sat and cried because I couldn't go to church. I wanted to go so bad. Yeah. And it was very—it was very heart wrenching for me to not yeah, be able to go I to church. I think there's a lot of people that felt the same way, you know, uh, uh, about about going to church. Um, you know. It's a, a common complaint about the mission is that we actually take the whole uh, Christianity portion of what we do, which is everything, um, mm-hmm. we take it very seriously. There. And, and, um, and people, you know, kind of think that, 
What that means is that somehow we're just jamming Jesus down people's throats. No. And um, I don't know, but I don't think we do that. I no. don't. That's not the response that I get from people who no. actually live here. No, you don't. Um, it's a choice of whether you want to sit there and listen to it, yeah. or you can sit there and do something else. Yeah. You know, you don't. It's we're not holding, a, per se, a gun to your head and say, "Hey, you have to be a Christian." Right. It's just something that I have learned over the time I've been here. Yes. About six months into the program, I knew it was for me. Yeah. I knew I needed Christ back into my life so much. <laughs> and I, I would, I pray every night that you know I could he could forgive me all the things, dirty rotten things I had done. Yeah. And I know now that he did. Yeah. And that he does. He doesn't hold anything against us. Yeah. And that's what makes it so enlightening is that, you know, he forgives everyone that just believed in him. Isn't that great? Isn't that and great? I have to, I have to put the. The thanks where it's due, and it's all the chaplains and the people that I've worked with at the mission. Yeah. You, your wife, you know, yeah. Ken. Yeah. And Connie. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, we've got fantastic people here. I and feel like I work with the best people on the whole planet. Yeah. And and that's I've not just... I've never met such p- nice people in my entire life that that truly do think a lot about you and truly do care about what happens to us yeah yeah well you know i i guess i guess if there was you know something if i was somebody sitting on the outside thinking about coming into the mission you know i kind of think that what you just said would be the thing that would help me make that decision you know it's not an easy thing to do but in fact, it's about the first six weeks I lived here. Yeah. I wore a whistle to bed at night because I was afraid somebody's going to get me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, of all the things that you can be telling yourself about what might happen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I didn't know the other women. Right. Right. And then I got to know the women, and my whistle went in the drawer. That's where it is now. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Come to the mission, wear a whistle. That's it. And it's all right, you know. Um, well. Oh, you can't have any weapons. Can't have any weapons. Well, I'll tell you what. A and whistle, a whistle, whistle was the night. safest. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a, that was actually really clever, I, I think. <laughs> so great idea. Well, you know, Donna, I want to thank you for taking the time to just, you know, share what's happened, your story. And, um, and I hope that everybody that is watching this will take time to, to pray for you and and uh, continue pray that God will continue to bless you and and work in your life and um, and maybe for those that are you know watching and thinking you know who are thinking well I wasn't a drug addict I'm not a drug addict and I'm not an alcoholic so I don't need to go to the mission you know I don't want to be around those people maybe after hearing your story they, they might be inspired to Try and come yeah, in. Yeah, I'm just a regular person. Yeah. And, you know, I've had my fault. I, I am a recovering alcoholic. I quit drinking in 1980. Okay. And I quit smoking in 1986. Wow. So I'm just a regular person. Yeah. And, you know, if it can do what it's done to me, if it can do, to, so the program can do, reach one person with my video. Yeah. Or with what I'm saying, that I think is astronomical. That's because great. God has a tendency to touch our hearts, and mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even know He's there. Yeah, isn't that true? You isn't just have true? to give. You just have to give Him a chance. That's right. That's uh, right. Yes, I. 
I put on, I put my heels right to the floor. And I wasn't, you know, wasn't going to do this. But I knew if I didn't do that, I'd probably get kicked out. And I kept telling myself, no, you don't look very good on the street, you know. And it's not very good to be out there on the street. You don't know nothing about that. And so I just stuck it through. And that's not to say that I didn't get in trouble, even while I was at the mission. Yeah. Because um, if you do something you're not supposed to do, you, they, they give you what they call a write-up. Yeah. And yes, I got a few of those, and I learned. Okay, okay. And you have to. Okay. You just have to grow with the place. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, you know, everybody. I love it. <laughs> you know, there's a learning curve to everything. And and even if we get, a, you know, somebody gets a write-up, it's not for the sake of, like, kicking you out or punching, no. punishing you. It's just to try and say, hey, look, this is the way we do stuff here. And, That's and exactly this is the right. way we're going to do it. That's and, exactly right. You know, and... And you did what was perfect, which was learn from it and move on, you yeah, know? Yeah, That's fantastic. Well, again, thank you. And, um, you know, for anybody that's watching this, you know, obviously, uh, you know, again, pray for Donna and, and, uh, and pray for the Gospel Rescue Mission that we can continue to do the things that we do. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share it on, on your social media. Um, these are things that, that will help promote what we do and and allow other people who are like-minded to support us um, and maybe even help develop some more like-minded folks out there across the country. Uh, certainly, God knows we need it right now. So um, thank Amen. you again and God bless you. And uh, there's another video in the wrap. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>